This is Chasing Wins. We, we got a quote from, from Keith Smith, uh, who's an NBA, I guess, reporter slash... Uh, he's just someone that kind of is around the NBA. He I'm, gonna, I'm about to pull up the quote. He's got 100,000 so, followers, so he's legit. Yeah, so he's a contributor to Spotrack and which is like a, a database with uh you know free agency and whatnot and he works for the nba front office show so he's he's very involved and he has a lot of um insight that he could provide just based on you know his connections and whatnot so he's a valid credible source and so he actually came out with an article today it called a summer league notebook and basically he kind of gave a breakdown on Western Conference teams, all 15 teams being covered. And he gave his thoughts and insights based on executives, coaches, and scouts, and players. And he inter- he basically took quotes, direct quotations from these executives, co- coaches, scouts, and players. He also gave his own opinions on these situations, but for our purposes, based on the Warriors, he didn't give any opinions. Everything that he states that I'm about to read was straight from a – an executive, coach, scout, or player. Uh, so basically his his notes were on the Warriors. It was the only decision to re-sign Draymond. We were never going to break up the core. They've had too much success and we won the title two seasons ago. Why would we move off that group? The second bullet, we're aware that Jonathan, Jonathan Kaminga, wants to play more. The chance will be there for him this season. We need him to be ready for a full rotation role in our front court. Brandon uh, Pajemski hasn't shot it well, but he's done everything else. He's a smart, tough, versatile player. It may take a year, but he'll be a rotation guy for us eventually. And then the fourth bullet, both Lester and Guy, Lester Quinones and Guy Santos, have been our best guys in both summer leagues. Lester is probably better than his two-way status, but we'll see if there's a room. There is room. Guy could benefit from a step up in the league. I think eventually both will find their way on the roster at some point. So, a lot, you know, a lot of a couple nuggets there, a lot of information to take in, to soak in. But very uh, insightful, like kind of what Keith said, uh, illuminating. And especially that second bullet talking about Kaminga, which I think we should, you know, expand on. Uh, it sounds like they've, carved out a, a, a spot, a, a designated spot. They've saved a spot for Kaminga to, to, to thrive this year, more so than they had last year. Like they say, I mean, they made it very clear. We, we need him. We need him to be ready for a full rotation role in our front court. So it sounds to me, it sounds to me like he's probably going to get a consistent 20 to 25 minutes a night. Last season, he got about 20, 21 minutes. I think you'll see a more consistent 25-ish minutes this season. And obviously we can expand on what we expect from him, what we want to see, but what are your thoughts on kind of that quote? And then expanding on that, what you want to see from Kaminga from in uh, a, a standpoint of on the court, what should he be improving on the areas that you want to see him address uh, next season? I'm surprised. I'm surprised by the approach and I'm surprised that, they're not looking to trade him because I thought that he would be on the block. 
I think there were a lot of issues, obviously, coming off that playoffs where he had no role. He was a dead roster spot, literally, at one of the most crucial positions for the Warriors off the bench. So he proved to be completely and utterly, well, I was going to say useless, but that's not fair to him because he wasn't actually used. He should have been used. but And that's part of the problem is like we're expecting Steve Kerr to be different, make adjustments, change, use a guy like Kuminga more consistently. And it's tough. There's, it, it, there's two sides to both these guys, which is that Kuminga, he deserves to play more. He deserved to play more in the playoffs. He had to play more in the playoffs because the Warriors are going in four-guard lineups, and that's not okay. At the same time, the first thing he did was make a fundamental kind of play where it's just like, what are you doing? We're in the playoffs. Your focus has to be maximized and you have to pay attention to where the ball is, where you are, and these just super basic things that are part of the game. And he couldn't fulfill that. So as a coach for Steve, I don't necessarily blame him for not wanting to play a kid who is not even doing the most basic fundamental thing to uh, start, you know, to start off the playoffs. And, and so I understand both sides, Uh, but at the end of the day, this is about winning and this is about getting a mature group of guys together. And how many times has Steph Curry talked about maturity, replacing guys that were not mature enough to be in this situation with guys who are mature enough. Right. And, is Kuminga that guy? I, I don't think people change that much that quickly. I mean, this guy was, whenever he's not playing, he's sulking on the bench, unhappy, like not supportive. He goes kind of back and forth with those kinds of things, right? And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that just makes it so tricky. He wants a bigger role. The Warriors claim they have a bigger role for him. But I mean, where is that exactly? They have Sarich. They have Trace Jackson. I'm assuming one of them is going to be playing some power forward minutes. So then where, how, how is Kuminga going to get 25 minutes out of, the, out of the rotation that's already in place? I just I don't personally understand it because he's going to back up Wiggins and he's going to, what, back up Draymond? Does that mean he's certain, suddenly going to be a fundamentally better rebounder uh, and do the things that is required of him, which is not always to maximize his potential and score in double digit figures and all these kinds of things. Cause these are not what, he, what the team needs from him. It remains to be the case. And I don't think that's resolved at all. So I don't understand why they're not looking to move off of him. Um, it seems clear now that he hasn't grown they say you know, people were kind of joking or whatever about the notion that he grew some inches. And um, I think Shadow was saying that he grew to like 6'10. But that doesn't I seem to be grew, the case. I think he grew. So, how how tall was he? He was supposed to be about around 6'7. He's 6'7. Six, six, seven, seven. Right? I think seven. he grew like an inch. I think he grew like an inch or two. Based on uh, what I've seen, I What I have you seen? Grew. Because I saw a photo of him standing next to Boucher. Boucher is legit 6'11". He's 6'9". I mean, he's listed as 6'9". 
Yeah, yeah. Why would he be legit six eleven if he's listed as six nine? Let me see. Let me see his um what he's listed at because I know it's you say six nine. He's six nine. Let me see the official like because on on NBA.com. You'll see it. It's six nine. Because is that with shoes? Is that with shoes or without? Without shoes because everything. uh, So basically, a few years ago, six nine without. But I still I think he's around six ten with. Yeah, but that's like saying Steph Curry is six three with. They listed him but, as six two now instead of six three. That's true, but I th- that I was still the whole think- trade. That was the whole point. They, they they changed it up a few years ago where that's everybody true. was right, listed right. with their shoes height, but then they changed it to without shoes. That's why Steph Curry they, went from being listed this. at six three to now six two. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Do they re? I think they re. Do they remeasure players coming into every season? Do they remeasure players? Like, yeah, like, do they just assume that Steph is going to be six? Like, obviously, he's not going to grow, right? Yeah. But, like, I still think there's players that have grown. Like, there's and, then, and they just never updated it? Well, here's the thing. Are, I wonder if there's 18 and 19-year-olds that are, like, rookies or second-year players. And then – or even 20-year-olds. And they might have grown in the offseason. And then it's like you got to take – you got to take inventory of their height and weight because they've changed. So mm-hmm. you got to update it, right? I I don't know. I wonder if because we'll know for a fact if Kaminga has grown or not based on if if they actually update those those measurables. If they update them, then then we'll know. You know. Yeah, I'm assuming that he didn't grow because he looked about two inches shorter than Boucher, which which means he's six seven still. So. Yeah, I mean, well, even I, if he if he did grow an inch, that would be great, right? right, right but right, either way, right. we're going to find out because it sounds like they're not looking to move off of Kuminga like we thought that they would be moving. Well, up. no, it's I think like, they and I think they wanted to. I think that was their intention. Like they were pretty pretty active. They just in, didn't find anything that they wanted. Yeah, I think they just didn't like the value. But I think they were they were definitely active. I'll tell you this: Kuminga's name popped up more than any other Warriors player in the in from from the free agent from a like free agency trade kind of talks, rumors standpoint, all all offseason in the draft, even after the draft and before the draft, especially before the draft, Kaminga's name came up a good amount, like more than Jordan Poole. So where there's smoke, there's fire. I do think they were looking for a, a trade for him. They just couldn't find what they – I think they wanted that Pacers seventh pick. I think they wanted to use that and then flip that for something else. I don't think Indiana wanted to give that up. Or no, no, not, not seventh. Well, eighth, I think is that they had the eighth pick, but well, they wanted that so and they just didn't get it. So, well, that's not a good idea or plan. Like you're you're trading Kuminga to get a rookie, like that's what they wanted to do. That sounds pretty stupid. But- well, no, well, I think I think it was to flip it. I I think because te- a team teams might value that eighth pick more. Oh, okay. and if they could get a young player on top of it, like a mm-hmm. Duarte in number eight, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, because Kaminga in a vacuum, because the, the Pacers were looking for a wing. The Pacers were in the market for a wing the whole time. Like, you saw who they signed, Bruce Brown, who's not like a wing technically, but he kind of plays like one. kind of like a wing, yeah. They overpaid for Bruce Brown, but, like, that's – they wanted, like – the Pacers were reportedly in the market for OG. They wanted him as well. Like, they wanted a wing. Okay. So, Who's yeah, not I mean, in the market for OG at this point? Yeah, well, and most teams kind of gave, gave given up on that. Yeah, Um so, what? Well, I'm sorry. What? What was the? What was the last thing you said? In terms of the um, 
the the commanders. Oh, oh, the Pacers, right? You yeah, yeah, yeah. The Pacers. So it looks like they're gonna hold on to Kuminga for now. Uh, I I just think no matter how you slice it, I just think that they're being greedy with the greedy with the situation. That's including Warriors fans as well. If they feel like Kuminga is a long term solution for the Warriors in some way, because he's not. There no no matter how you slice it, you're paying solidified money to solidified pieces. Wiggins, you literally just paid Draymond. These guys are not going anywhere. So and Kuminga wants to be a starter in this league. I don't know what part of that everybody does not understand. I don't think he wants to be this fringe role player who only plays defense and rebounds. Like that's not why he came into the NBA. That's not the role that he came to play, right? Right. Right. Uh, so and he's gonna want to get his pay. And the Warriors, what money do they have to pay a guy like Kuminga? Unless they get off of a guy like Clay, are they going to choose Kuminga over Clay? Like, that's the kind of thing that they're going to consider. I don't understand. It just doesn't, in my opinion, it's just a misfit. There's no role, there's no role for him to really grow with the Warriors. And that's why you can't be greedy and be like, oh, what we're getting back is not good enough. Um, if it's a piece, if it's a viable piece, that's a veteran piece that's going to help the Warriors then it is worth for them to trade him for. You know, they, they got to consider what they're trying to do right now as opposed to what they think Kuminga can become years down the line. It, years down the line where he doesn't want to be with the Warriors for that long, I don't think. So yeah, You're exactly right. There, there's, obviously, uh, there's obviously certain things that they have to work out. And... Um, that's that's one of the biggest questions entering this year is that if Kaminga's on the twelve man roster or what fourteen man roster, is he gonna be is he gonna have a role carved out for him that is viable and that is reliable on a night to night basis and can he develop his game from a rebounding and, and an off ball defensive awareness standpoint to where he can round out his weaknesses and stay on the court maybe in closing lineups. Like how, how, what kind of leap or or like curve can he make, uh, to where he's you know a more viable option in the rotation? Because you know Steph talked about it. You know this isn't just coming out of thin air. Steph also talked about. He mentioned how Kaminga he expects him to, um, you know, be ready for like a, an expanded role and and to be prepared, uh, this upcoming season because they're going to you know use him and need him, uh, for that for that you know purpose at the, in the front court off the bench he's going to be important and also Chris Paul is going to you know ex- be expected to uh you know elevate and to develop Kaminga and Moody alike so that there's going to be some uh some figuring out in that sense with 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 their roles and kind of figuring out the roster and we're going to have to like we mentioned in previous uh pods like going to have to figure out how to adjust stylistically uh, the offense to to cater to their strengths because Kaminga playing in motion is is not gonna uh, give him that third year leap that he needs. He's gonna like kind of the way Jordan got his third year leap was free flowing, you know, a mix of motion, isolation, you know, attacking mismatches, and also just thriving in the pick and roll and and being free flowing. Kaminga needs some some of that freedom, right? He needs to be able to play. Uh, in the open court without having to, you know, set pin downs and 
and and and just diving every possession. He's gonna have to pick and roll, transition, lob threat. Like I think there's more that he can unlock with CP on the team, but Steve is gonna have to adjust how you know his his uh, playbook for that to 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 be fully realized. So. Wow, that's a huge part of the equation. One good thing about one good thing for Kuminga is that he's surrounded by veterans and guys who can advise him. Even a guy like Chris Paul can advise him on where to be, where, what he needs to do, what he's doing right, what he's doing wrong. So uh, there's definitely more support around uh, him to for him to be more successful with the Warriors. So as long as they're keeping him, I you know I gotta be hopeful that Kuminga can take a leap 